Hello and welcome everyone to the second episode of Communication in the Past. Today we are traveling to the Baltic Sea, where we meet a smart scientist with a groundbreaking discovery. He was an astronomer who observed that the planets did not move around the Earth like everyone believed at the time. Instead, he saw something different. The planets were all circulating around the Sun, and so the Sun had to be the center of the universe. But communicating such knowledge was extremely dangerous in the 16th century. This was a time when the Church punished heretics very severely. Those who claimed that religious authorities were wrong often faced torture and death and religious authorities believed that the Earth was the center of the universe. The fact that the Sun was actually more important was a dangerous truth, and to avoid a gruesome fate, our astronomer kept his vital new insights secret. For a long time, he did not communicate his results to a larger audience. His name, as many of you will already know, was Nicholas Copernicus, and this is his story. Copernicus was probably in his late 30s when he discovered there was something wrong with a common concept of the universe. His calculations led him to very different conclusions. Interestingly enough, the astronomer developed these ideas not when he was studying or teaching at a university. In fact, he had not been in touch with an educational institution at all after he finished his studies in his twenties. So by the time he questioned common belief, he was a man of the church and one who was very well situated. As a priest in a beautiful cathedral on the fringes of Poland, he was quite cut off from any major place of learning. Copernicus himself said that he lived in a far corner of the earth. Although it was a bit remote, his home provided him with a stunning view overlooking the Baltic Sea. And there he could live the dream of every researcher. His position provided him with both the time and the means to conduct his extensive research in a scenic environment. When Copernicus discovered the actual constellation of the universe, he communicated this result only to a close circle of confidence. He drew up a small manuscript and sent this out to friends and colleagues in the Holy Roman Empire. The short handwritten text contained an outline of his ideas about the solar system and included a teaser. A more mature version of the work was underway and would be published soon. But the scientist kept his audience waiting. The promised work would not appear until decades later. So what had happened? While Copernicus calculated how all planets moved in the great system, the Holy Roman Empire witnessed turbulent times. In the East, Martin Luther stirred up trouble by launching a major attack on the Church, 
in the south, the Ottomans were posing an ever more severe threat to the established order. As a response to these major changes, the church came down quite hard on those who were not in line with Catholic teachings. And one of the most fundamental teachings was that God's creation, the earth, was the center of everything. So Copernicus did not want to steer up even more trouble with his discovery. He wanted to avoid a conflict with the authorities at all costs. But the manuscript he had sent out did not fail to have an impact on the scholarly community. Eventually, one of his readers, Georgeticus, was so taken with what Copernicus had proposed that he saddled his horse and rode over 600 kilometers to Poland. Reticus could eventually persuade the great astronomer to publish the promised book, but the famous astronomer only did it because he could postpone the publication until the very last moment. With this careful planning, Copernicus could escape any prosecution from the church. Although Reticus urged the astronomer to put his ideas into print as soon as possible, it took years until the proofs were finally off the press. And by the time Copernicus received the printed pages, he lay on his deathbed, with only weeks to remain. So he did not have to fear any bad consequences. It turned out that Copernicus did not have to worry too much about prosecution. The work was not banned as soon as it came out. This interesting development had to do with the fact that the work imitated Ptolemy's work. So the work of the scientist who had been convinced that the Earth was the center of the universe. Just like Ptolemy, Copernicus appealed with his publication to a small audience. The book contains on the title page a warning that it is not to be read by those who don't know their stuff. Or with Copernicus's own words, let no one untutored in geometry enter here. On top of that, the text is kept exceedingly dull. The first edition, printed in 1543, contains over 400 pages, of which many are covered with dense Latin text. Only the very dedicated would find their way through such an intense reading. At the end of each book, or chapters as we would call them today, is a long table of numbers. This makes the publication very technical and dry. There are only a handful of illustrations which show mostly geometrical figures. Only once did Copernicus include a diagram that places the Sun in the center of the universe with the various planets circulating around it. So the book is not exactly a revolutionary treatise that would arouse the attention of a large audience. Because of its technical nature, the book was commonly known as the book nobody read. Nowadays we know that this is not entirely true. The big bulky book certainly attracted a number of readers. But almost all of them were scientists who worked on similar topics as Copernicus. 
and so the book could be read for more than half a century before the church finally banned it. By that time, of course, the astronomer was long gone. So I think Copernicus deserves our attention not only for his revolutionary discovery, but also for his cunning way of communicating a dangerous truth in the 16th century. This was it for today. If you would like to know more about Copernicus and his quest, visit my website communicasts.wordpress.com One more time, communicasts.wordpress.com And if you would like to hear more stories of people who tried to communicate effectively in the past, you can download previous episodes from my SoundCloud. Just look for Communication in the Past. Thank you for listening.